0: Everybody. Welcome back to the Punk Till I Die Podcast, episode number one twenty. I of course am your host Tom and somewhere out there is Neil. Say hello, Neil. Hello, Neil. You can Did do that from home. here on out.
1: Got now. that one for you, buddy.
0: You know, it's it's we are creatures of habit, aren't we? <laughs> uh you of course yes, you can reach us punk, punk till I die podcast or uh, punk till I die seventy seven at Gmail, Punk Till I Die Podcast on Facebook know, we have a guest with us today. You know, I was going to complain about how hot it was, but I'm pretty sure our guest tonight is not going to be real sympathetic. Are you, is, it, is it hot as hell in Chicago right now?
1: Uh, uh, it's not too bad today. It's only in the 80s or something like that. It's not bad. But
0: it's humid, right? It's very but I humid, guess this yeah. Other, I guess this guy we're going to talk to, it's probably a dry heat, right? Anyway, our, our guest today, is uh, his. he plays in a band called Let Me Downs. Just put out a new album. Literally just came out last Friday. So it'll probably be a couple weeks by the time you hear us because we're always a little a little behind. But his name is Paul. You know, Paul. I never asked you. You know, I've I've seen your name written a million times. But is it Levensk? Levensk? Levesque. It's Levesque. Yeah. Levesque. S is silent. Levesque. Uh, S is silent. Okay, Levesque. But you're somewhere in Arizona, right? Uh yeah, I'm in uh,
2: Tempe, so like right outside of Phoenix.
0: So is it like 120 when you go to bed at night, or what?
2: Uh yeah, it's definitely hot. I mean, today is not. It's been kind of well mild for us anyway the past like week or so, but it's. It's hot and it's been like kind of raining a little bit, so it's hot and humid. So it's like uh, when I was just outside, it was like uh, like a buck ten, but Ooh. it's humid too. Wow! That's but like on. a couple weeks ago, it got up to like 118, 120 and it's that's yeah, it's just brutal here. Pretty much any time between like mid June till it'll start cooling down around October.
1: Now, so why, the, why? Why? Why did I think that you were in Seattle or in Washington? Well, the,
0: oh, here's the funny. Here's the funny thing. You know, I was gonna say is his band is sort of he's in Arizona and the rest of the band is in Washington. So you'd think that would be an escape, but wasn't Washington like 120 degrees? Yeah, it like, was. I, I was to gonna you? ask about that. Yeah. I was, I was supposed to go
2: up there to practice for our uh, our release show like that week, and I was like, nah, nobody has AC up there, and it's <laughs> none. Sorry, I'll I'll stay in my. Uh, and it was actually cooler here than it was up there. So that's I
0: was crazy. like, yeah, sorry, sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so so for those of so I, I feel like we're very Midwestern. Neil and I are both in the Midwest. I'm in I'm in Grand Rapids area, Neil's in Chicago area. Um we're very Midwestern and when it comes to things out west, it's just sort of like everything's out west. You know, like west, once you get west of Kansas City, everything's west. But your <laughs> band is based in Tempe and and Tacoma, Washington, yeah. right? How yeah. far I mean that's like that's a long ways, right?
2: It's uh it's about fifteen hundred miles.
0: Jesus! Holy crap, Neil! You and I are like 180 miles apart, literally. Like, are 150 miles apart. Yeah. Yikes! So yeah. it's a it's a flight every time you go back and forth.
2: Um, I've I've, I've driven it a couple times too. I mean, I like to, to just to have my own car up there and not have to be on a schedule of when I have to leave or anything like that. But uh, I flew the last time, but all the the couple times before that, I've I've driven, and it it takes me. I mean. When I'm by myself and I just have to stop when I want to stop, um, I got there in 26 hours.
0: Mm. You can tell he's younger than Nazi He probably doesn't have to stop as much to pee. <laughs> Maybe he wears a diaper or something like an astronaut. Mason That's jar, so. bro. Mason jar. There you go. Mountain Dew bottles. Roadside bomb. <laughs> so... so Paul and I have known each other sort of digitally for a number of years now. And, and so, because many years ago, and I don't really, and like I said, we're actually going to ha- ask you the story, but you had started a label called No Affiliation Records. And you got off to like a real hot start. I remember writing an article about, like for Punk News about, because you were signing bands from kind of all, all over the place. Right? Yeah. So, and he's actually, Paul is the reason I met Kiko, Neil, our crazy oh, Italian friend. Yeah, 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 yeah. Your soccer overlord, the don't Italian shut guy. It
1: up. Do stop. <laughs>
0: Jesus, God. but any, anyway, so
1: who won the war anyway? So,
0: I never, so I'm going to start with. It's funny. I was I was going to say in the intro, I was going to make the joke that we're going to try to entertain our listeners by like trying to go through all the most painful experiences of Paul's life, or literally going to try to rip his <laughs> rip his guts out for, but, for, our, own, for don't, our own entertainment. I don't think they
2: have enough time for
0: that. <laughs> yeah. Hours. So so you guys started the label, and you you got off to a real hot start. So and I, and the label ran its course. Was there a couple of you? What. Can you give us a brief synopsis of what happened with no affiliation?
2: Oh, yeah, so like uh, me, uh, my buddy Michael, and my friend Bill—you might know him as—he was the original guitar player for Authority Zero for a number of years.
3: Okay, well,
2: we we're just kicking around the idea, and then finally we we're just like, all right, let's let's do it, and like we were all gung ho about it, you know, you know, getting bands on the label, and we had quite a few. I mean, I think we were up to like. I don't know ten, and they ranged. They're, they're from all over the all over the world. Like we we had some guys from Italy. Um, I think uh, like we well we had like a deal with like kind of like U.S. distribution with the band Bare Teeth. I think they're from the Netherlands, if I remember mm. correctly. Um, but we had some like local Arizona bands. We had um, a Hawaiian band. Yeah, so we were we had bands like all over the map. And things were going really well, um, until um, all the bands wanted vinyl. That's all they wanted. Like, and that, like that's what we wanted to give them because that's what nowadays like CDs are like the way of the buffalo. Nobody buys those anymore.
3: Yeah.
2: So the only way you're gonna really make any money off of uh, you know something tangible is vinyl. And so like we had we had put in orders for our first like three vinyl releases and that's a lot like that's a lot of money to just throw down. Like so for just say like two hundred records for three or four different bands, you're talking like ten K. Mm. And and then it's like ten K and then like you're not getting anything back for you know anywhere between like three and six months, depending on the, the vinyl wait time. So we went through um, somebody who was a buddy of mine, who you might have heard of of Bird Attack Records.
0: Sounds vaguely familiar. Is that who did the last 88 figures, Louie? Yes. Uh, Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: So we went through him, and it was like he was – Associated with a, a pressing plant or a, a vinyl company of some sort, so we paid we paid him all the money, and we kept trying to get the uh, the run. We were just getting the runaround from him, so it was like, oh, you know, the order's in. There's a delay. There's a delay. There's a delay. There's a delay, and finally, we were just like, no, like what the fuck? Like, you've got ten thousand dollars of our money and we're not getting any communication really at all of you know what's going on and finally we got we got a hold of the the actual pressing plant and they're like your records were never paid for
0: oh god ah uh, so the money got eaten up in the middle somewhere
2: yeah so we had to we had to we you know we fought and fought and fought i mean and we did actually get our our money back after oh we a did lot. yeah well, that's a plus yeah, so we got it back, but it took us, you know, a couple months to, of, of, you know, arguing and, and fighting and you know, almost going the course of legal action to get our money back. We finally got it back, and that kind of just took the, all the wind out of our sails. Like we're just like now, we're done. Like we can't do this anymore. Yeah. And like uh, my buddy, uh, uh, our partner uh, Michael was the one that was like putting up a lot of the capital. and He's just like, I can't do this anymore. Like, I can't risk it. And it's so like, he's like, I can't have, you know, my money, like, in limbo for months and months and months yeah. at a time, and, like, not get, you know, not get any, you know, return or I might not even get my money back. So he was just like, you know sure. what, I'm done. So that kind of, uh, and then once we kind of, well, first we we're like, oh, we'll just not do vinyl but then, like, bands were like, well, we want vinyl. That's what we came to you guys for. And we were just like, you know what? Wiped, wiped, wiped our hands of it, said,
0: you know, we apologize. And that was and that. A, and a bunch of people are pissed off at you, but there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah, exactly.
1: Well, so what but, happened to the money? Did the pressing plant get it, but would just acting weird? Or did it never get to them? No, like,
0: it, it, it got
2: to, It never got to them. Oh, shit. So, like, the... Uh, the uh, company we went through that was supposed to order the vinyl apparently never paid them for the vinyl hmm. was
0: so, he like was he like using it to finance his own vinyl or was it, it like,
2: like like as far as that goes i have no idea i just you know the, the fact of the matter is that the money never got to where it was supposed to go
1: oh that's at least
0: funny. if it was at least if it was the 70s you'd know that they snorted it away or something right? <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah and, like, and then like and like soon after that
2: uh you know bird attack went records went south too
0: the only i remember did they put out did they put out uh, an authority zero album too because i remember they uh, kind of yeah. came out with a splash they put out a couple of bigger albums and then yeah they,
2: they, they put out authority zero um like you said 88 fingers louis um like belvedere was on there mm. um mute was on there they, they had quite a quite a few uh you know bigger
0: bigger made, made a big splash
2: yeah. But it seems
0: like, it seems like you know, that if you really go too great at guns at first, if you don't grow organically, it seems like the ability to, like, the times these labels crash is more often than not. Because the fact of it is, we love to celebrate these successful labels, but how many, you know, the majorities fail. That's all there is to it, yeah. you know, for one reason or another.
2: I mean, it's, it's tough. I mean, and then you, you gotta, you know, cause you're putting all this in money, you're getting the product, but the the... The thing is too the 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 bands um have to promote themselves as well.
0: Yeah, definitely.
2: You know if the you know if the bands aren't touring and you know yeah I'd like to just sit in my room and uh you know write an acoustic record and have somebody else pay to put it out, but I'm not gonna go out and tour and you know play all these shows and festivals, and that's like a lot a lot of the bands do do that, you know they the touring bands but that's also getting real hard to do as well unless you're you know, um, already an established band.
3: Yeah. Like,
2: you know, gas gas in L.A. the last time I was there was up over $5 a gallon. And, it, it, you know, everything's just more expensive. It's not like, uh, you know, 20 years ago where gas was, you know, $0.79 cents a gallon. Yeah. And, you know, you could, everything's just way too expensive. So if you're not getting those guarantees, you know, what's the point of touring really? Because you're, you're paying
0: even the big bands don't tour like they used to. You know, it used to be like a big band would tour for six weeks. Now it's two weeks. You know, and yeah. hit hit bigger markets. It's it's definitely not like it was when we were kids.
1: Yeah, a couple of festivals or something like that. Well, the, the done, funny yeah. thing
0: is, by the time by the time you got started on the label, Paul, you were probably what like late thirties. Am You're you're uh, in your early forties yeah,
2: now. Yeah, I, I just turned forty one. So yeah, I was okay. like like probably like mid mid thirties
0: mid. So you, so you're starting the label at literally the age most people are starting to burn out of it. Because yeah. like most guys like do it at twenty and put out a couple seven inches get bigger and bigger and then all of a sudden they yeah. have kids or get married or whatever and that usually kind of kind of kills the label but so okay that's that's interesting you know? I'm glad to know that because it's one of those things I always sort of wanted to know but never really wanted to ask because I always <laughs> it just felt weird you know yeah because yeah. like I said when you guys first came out it was it was a real big uh, I remember it was a big you know you got a pretty good push I think when you first yeah, came yeah so. it's,
2: like, it's like another thing is if I, if I had the chance to, to go back and do it again I would I would just uh, you know not to you know hit it so hard at first, you know get you know one no. or three, one two three bands and then take care of them and yeah. see how it, or because yeah I think at one point like I said we had like 10, 10 bands something like that and like keeping track of all that stuff too like you know applause to the people that can do that because like yeah you know I was working at, you know we were all working our normal nine to five jobs. Right. And then just like the phone, email, Facebook, just blowing up all day long from everybody, and it's just like I can't, I you know, it's a I was, if I had hair, I'd be pulling it out.
1: Yeah, that pretty much has to be a full time job, I'd imagine at that point. Yeah. right? that can be pretty much all you do. Yeah. Like
2: it has to be, it almost has to be like a you know a passion project because you're not you're not making any money.
1: Well, it's, it's funny. So like, that was, that was what like, five six years ago or something like that.
2: Yeah, uh, give or take. Yeah.
1: Yeah, because it's funny because even still today. Like the pressing plant still seems to be running five, six months behind. It's, uh, oh, yeah. it's, we, it's interesting. We
2: got, we got lucky. We, cause we, uh, for the let me downs record, we, we, uh, self-released it. So we, uh, ordered all like ordered all the vinyl and everything ourselves. And, uh, I, I placed it out. Like, cause I asked the, when I asked for an ETA, I was like, so when are, when are these going to be done? Like in our hands? And They said, oh, you know, eight, eight to twelve weeks. I said, all right, that's that's normal. And then, um, so I planned our I planned our release show around that time, and I even gave it an extra three weeks
3: mm-hmm.
2: on top of the you know the the the, the, uh, the twelve the twelve week max they gave us. And then about I don't know about two or three weeks ago, they're like, oh, there's a, there's a delay. You're not going to get till the end of September, and I was mm. like, "No!" I was like, oh, "Are you serious? We're going to have a record release show with no fucking records to sell." <laughs> <laughs> but then I, like, I, I taught, like, I, I, I pleaded with them pretty much. I was like, "Look, we already have a CD release or a record release show booked. Is there any way that th- this is going to happen, or is it just like impossible?" And they were like, "You know what? Let us let let me see what I can do." Uh, they put a rush on it. And the next week we had test pressings. Oh, cool. um, They came like, and all these records came from the UK and those test pressings got to me. And we, I listened to them. I was like, yep, these are good. Good to go for manufacturing. And he was like, all right, your other records will be shipped out on Monday. So they shipped out the Monday before our release show. And I got them the Thursday before, our, like two days before our show. <laughs> so they got, which was, which was awesome
1: so mm. how how all many called, did you get pressed
2: called, uh we got 300
1: 300 what okay
2: we, yeah what we did is we got um two different variants so there's one that is, we're selling like online and we're pre-sale only and the other one um uh, is going to be you have to come to a show to get it
1: ah mm. okay
0: or work something out after the podcast with paypal <laughs> so the so listen so um why don't we play the title track for the album? I was going to try to go more chronological order, but since we talked about it, why don't we, uh, Neil, why don't we spin the uh, title track from the Let Me Downs album, Tacoma is for Lovers.
1: All right, and there you go, Tom. Just introduced it. This is Tacoma is for Lovers by the Let Me Downs. Comers for Lovers by the Let Me Downs.
0: Oh, so let's so let's go. So can we go back in history a little bit? Hey, hold you, on. Uh, I, I just have yep, a question sorry, to yep.
1: ask. I just have a question to ask. We were listening to this yep. in the car on the way home, me and my daughter. Yep. Yep. And she asked me. She said, oh these guys are emo guys, huh? And I'm like, what? Emo? I don't think so. There's a little
0: emo in there, a little emo. And she goes, so-
1: well, she, well, she goes, well, it's, you know, it's like, it's taken from that Hawthorne Heights song, right? Ohio was for lovers. And I'm like, I don't think so, but I'll be sure to ask him that question. Yeah,
0: Virginia was for lovers. is that what it says license, like,
2: but, like, that that's, that's where, I got it from the old school, like vintage, like Virginia is for lovers, like those, but like, see the shirts and stuff.
1: Okay. Like,
2: back in like the 80s, like the Ringer t-shirts. Yeah. We actually have, our, in our merch store, that's the Ringer T-shirt that says Tacoma is for Lovers" on it. But I know, uh I know the 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 song your your daughter is re- uh,
0: referring to. And no, that's not where
1: we got. <laughs> going to say, they're all secretly <laughs> emo guys at heart. There you go. Okay, well, it's thank funny
0: because <laughs> I, I think there is an emo element to it, just because it has sort of an underlying sadness, but it doesn't have the like the like the whiny that emo thing that I can't stand, which is like the super whiny vocals. And maybe it's just because Paul can't sing that good. I don't know. Maybe he's <laughs> not good enough to be the Evil. U- I think, U- I think okay. you're honest something there. Tom. <laughs> so, so, hey, so, so you, uh, you play. So the the band you played in before that that. It, so you played the band before that called Off the Mark. Are you guys still playing occasionally, or is that done? Um, we we still do it from 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 time to time. I mean, it's definitely
2: few and far between. Like all the other guys in the the band, you know, they're married, have had you know a couple kids apiece, and we still we still do it from from time to time just for strictly for fun we'll be like hey you want of you guys feel like playing a show okay cool then that are won't, they all that won't happen again for you know a year two years so it's it's strictly like we're still together we still jam from time to time but we just do that do that for strictly for fun
0: so you barely even noticed covid with that band it was just like no, oh
2: yeah with that band it's just like oh cool it's like that was a, we played a show. The last show we played was right before I moved to Washington. So that was, you know, two, two years ago. And that was okay. actually the last live show I've played since the, you know, the pandemic. Because
1: well, I was, well, I, was... Well, I was, hold on a second. So uh, you're from, you're living in Tempe, but you were from Tacoma originally?
0: Oh, th- all right. Let's get it. All right, for, for, Neil's jumping. The gun. Let's get it. Let's <laughs> oh, I'm jumping the gun. I thought
1: I thought that would be the no, no, it starts. No, no, no. Let's <laughs> get
0: it. Let's get into the. Let's get into the whole story. No, it's cool. It's cool. Like I said, I I just because Paul and I are Facebook friends, and I'm not a like super active Facebooker, but I notice things generally happening, you know. So I kind of, I kind of have a, a vague idea, but once again, I don't have a real good idea. And he'll give us as much detail as he wants, or as little detail as he wants. But why don't you explain the origins of this this band a little bit and how you found yourself writing these emo songs, Paul? <laughs>
2: Well, I'm kind of, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm pretty emo as it,
0: as it is. I mean. So you're like, 41. Did you grow up listening to a lot of that stuff? Like the Hawthorne Heights Thursday or that, or uh, whatever the big emo uh, films no, were? No, like
2: I, I, I kind of skipped over all that. Like, uh, um, I was like the first, the first show, like I, I ever, ever went to was, uh, Green Day and Pansy Division hmm. in 1994. Yep. Yep. On Remember the that. tour. And like, I, I, I. My, I asked my mom if I could go. She said no. I said, "Well, you know what? I'm going to fucking go anyway."
3: <laughs>
0: okay. It was
2: it was worth hey, all the trouble. So the I fact got. That you
0: were the fact that you were going to see punk or going to see Green Day is offset by your punk rock attitude. So it kind of comes out all right still, right? <laughs> actually, Green Day was still pretty cool back in those days, if we're being honest. But anyway, sorry. Go ahead. But um, yeah. So basically,
2: how this band came about, I actually I actually formed the band in. Uh, in Phoenix but um, you know some unfortunately like our the our original bass player ended up passing away
3: hmm. like
2: right as right after the band actually it was a couple practices in so um the band kind of kind of fell apart at that point but I still had all these all these songs that I wrote that I wanted to you know I wanted to record I wanted to play live um and like soon after that, I ended up uh, moving to Tacoma for a short stint of time, and um, I, you know, reformed the band up there, and you know things were going really well. Like me and uh, Pat and Garrett, we, we you know vibed really good together. Everything was going well. We wrote like four songs at our first practice, and I was like, this this shit never happens ever. So like we had like three, three or four practices up there before I had to tuck my t- tail between my legs and head back to fucking Phoenix.
3: Hmm.
2: That's pretty vague.
3: Pretty yeah, vague. That was so, pretty vague. So,
2: so, this, so, the, so this, this is what happened. So uh, we'll go back to the, the the beginning of what brought me to Tacoma. So at at Punk Rock Bowling, uh, uh. Three, four years ago, I met a girl at Punk Rock Bowling. Um, you know,
0: let this, let, take note of this for this year when you're falling in love with every right? girl you That's see the, the walking funny, around funny at Punk Rock Bowling. That's funny
2: to say Bowling. that I'm like, oh, I was like, I posted something about Punk Rock Bowling this year. And, like, I don't know, there was probably like four or five of my friends were like,
0: don't get married. <laughs> <laughs> are you Are you going, Paul, off the beaten path? Are you going? To uh, uh, yeah, this year? I'm going this oh, year. we'll see you there. All right, well, we'll, we'll be there, dude. We might oh, have to make it yeah Make oh, an yeah, effort well, to meet up have a couple beers. Sounds good to me. It's hot in the it's hot in the desert. You know that. We, you, you need beer to keep hydrated, right? Oh, yeah. And like. Anyway, uh, I am sorry. Beer, sorry and,
2: beer and fifty dollar mojitos. There you go. Uh, so I met the I met this girl at Punk Rock Bowling, and we ended up like hitting it off. Like we ended up like dating for a while, like long distance, and then we decided we were going to get married, and we did. And it's funny because we got married the next year at Punk Rock Bowling, or right Oh, did you? Nice.
0: So,
2: like, Punk Rock Bowling that year was like kind of our honeymoon.
0: Was it Elvis? Did you get like Elvis or something, or who'd you get?
2: Oh no, no, it was like an act. It wasn't like a, 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 a stereotypical Vegas wedding. It was actually like a real wedding. Holy oh, uh, like wedding. Real... Yeah, we had it out at this uh at out at this lake outside of Las Vegas. Hmm. But then, like, well, she before we got married, she had moved down to Arizona. Hmm. So she was living down here with me for a while and then she uh, she wanted she wanted to go back to Tacoma and I was like, well you know it's only only fair like you moved out here for me now we're married so I'll I'll move up there with you. So we planned all that you know I quit my job, quit my band and packed up all my shit and moved to Washington and that was in September and I was back in Phoenix, before christmas
0: wow oh it was short-lived okay yeah
2: so it wasn't it just it just didn't uh, i'm not going to go into too many details about sure. that no, but, no. Um, yeah. it just didn't work out and
0: so uh, so these songs you were saying you had a bunch of songs before you left i guess i assume that kind of all these songs were written after your after your marriage kind of broke down or is that not is it like half and half or were these all newer songs Um,
2: (laughs) some of the well some of the songs uh the other uh songwriter in the band pat wrote so it's kind of a a mix of both of our songs um but i had written the majority of them was when i got home from tacoma
0: okay (laughs) Yeah, I can
1: see that. Yeah, yeah.
0: So I'll tell you what. Let's 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 throw another one of those songs in there, then Neil. Let's do uh, let's do sad songs. <laughs> that kind of fits, doesn't it? That fits. That was definitely one
2: that I wrote as soon as I got back from Tacoma.
0: <laughs> so it's, it's funny because I've I've listened to the album. I listened to it when it, it I he, I had the files, but I'm not very good at listening to files. I don't really have a good way to listen to it. So last Friday when it came out on Spotify, I listened to it like three or four times in a row. And I was very much enjoying the album. We got to that last song, this song, the sad song we're gonna play. And I'm like, oh no, he's doing the outlaw country punk rocker outlaw country thing. But luckily, it it kicks into gear after a little. Exactly. (laughs) So let's 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 give that a spin. Let me down's sad song.
1: That song by the Let Me Downs. How very sad! What a sad story. Don't fall in love with punk rock bowling. I guess that's the. Uh, I guess, Neil. That's I know what you I were take away on from it that, too.
0: huh?
1: Less- lesson to be learned. Yeah.
0: The future ex Mrs. McDougal could be a punk rock bowling machine. You know? <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. I don't think there'll be anyone that old there, mate. I don't-
0: <laughs> that's true. We got to go to Rebellion to find you a woman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. so- I-, I didn't even want to put
2: that song on the record. That was going to be like. Pretty much like uh, you know, never see the light of day song.
3: And I get that. Yeah.
2: I went up to when we were going up to do pre-production for this record. Um, I was like, hey guys, like you know, I kind of have this new song, and I thought they were gonna hate it. So I was like, oh, I'll just show it to them. They're not gonna like it. Whatever, it'll just go away. And they're like, no, this is this is, this song's great. We love it. Let's let's do it. I was like, oh man, that backfired. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So just to, just to introduce everybody to the band, so uh, the Let Me Downs are a three-piece, right? Uh, yes, sir. And you play bass and I sing? Play
2: bass and sing, and uh, Pat plays guitar, and he's also um, the other lead singer. Um, I'm just going to throw this out there because people think that I'm the only lead singer of the band, so I'm not. Pat also sings, so it's kind of like, I guess, like an alkaline trio, kind of, mm-hmm. and we turns singing leads.
1: And then who's so the drummer? He,
0: and uh,
1: Garrett is the drummer. Garrett,
0: okay. Cool. So, Neil, there's a they they made a, a a fairly professional-looking video for the title track. And you need to watch it because this drummer has the most amazing mustache. And I'm wondering, uh, was he... Looks he a, like was he guy. It looks guy. like yeah guy. Yeah, I, well, I could decide if he looked like the guy who would be tying the damsel in distress to the railroad tracks or the guy who's not allowed by the middle school. <laughs> <It's definitely laughs> Maybe both, big, perhaps. Yeah. Exactly. Now, how about the
1: bass player from from Kadoo? Is it uh, is it the same as that? It's, or, it's or that
0: same style, but I think it's even bigger. Wow. Damn. Yeah, he's got a, he's got a pretty serious mustache. I mean, there's no way there's not all kinds of food and yeah. other stuff in that. As someone with with some facial hair in my chin, man, I can't keep the soup out of it. I can't like, imagine what he's doing with that thing. He actually competes in mustache competitions. Wow, is that right? I've yeah. seen these things. People have a lot of free time, Neil. Don't you think? <laughs>
1: It was COVID, man. I guess you could grow your mustache if nothing else. I guess. I guess that works. But he's
0: got a he's got a fine looking mustache. So what what did the what uh did these guys come from bands that we may have heard of? Paul or they? Where did these guys come from? Um, Garrett
2: is uh he was in a band called uh what Phasers Phasers to Kill or I think that's what the name of the the band was. Mm. Um, and Pat's Pat's played in a couple bands, but he's been out of the out of the scene for a while. So I don't think you would ever hear of his bands. He plays, he plays in another band in Tacoma called uh, atomic outlaws or like a, you know, rock straight up rock band.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: But uh, like, I kind of knew Garrett from the, from the internet, like before I moved up to Tacoma. So I'd hit him up and like, Hey, I'm going to be in Tacoma in a couple months. I need, you know, I need a drummer. Are you, are you down to do it? And he's like, oh yeah, 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 I'm down, I'm down. And so I sent him like the a couple demo tracks that I did, and then I was like, all right, now we need to find a guitar player, and I was like asking around, asking around, and like two separate people that I didn't even know, um, like commented on a thread. They're like, oh, you should, you should hit up uh, Pat Hall. I was like, all right, cool, and, you know, whatever. Two people said he recommended him, so I'll hit him up. And at first he was just like, oh, you know, I, I really don't know, like. You know, I I just don't know. And I was like, well, here. And I was like, I'll send you I'll send you the demos. If you don't like them, no hard feelings. If you're into it, then cool. And I sent him the demos, and he was like, he was like, yeah, I'm in. I was like, all right, cool. So hmm. that's how the the band the band pretty much formed over the internet.
1: So when was that? Hmm. Was that like a year ago or something? That pre COVID or no?
2: It was we um. So the band's first practice I think was in like. October the October before covid and like i said i was out of tacoma before christmas so we <laughs> we only practiced together well less than 10 times hmm. and i was like you know like all the shit in my personal life went down i was like hey guys i was like sorry like i got to go like i can't be here right now and um but i was like you know the band is is really good i, I don't want that to what we have going here to die. So um, we agreed that we we're going to keep it going. And we wrote the rest of the songs pretty much over the internet, just sending files back and forth to each other. And um, then, like, I, I drove back up there in um, that January, January or February, to uh, do pre-production on the record. And we did that. And that's when that's when COVID really hit up in Washington, And while I was there and they were talking about shutting down the California was talking about shutting down the border to Washington. I was like, guys, I got to go. I can't, I'm I'm (laughs) stuck here. Yeah. So, well, you know, I left and then, um, we went into, uh, we're like, all right, you know, let's, let's actually record the record. And they recorded, uh, Pat and Garrett recorded their parts up in Washington and I recorded my parts down here. And the next time we saw each other was when me and Pat did our uh, you know did an acoustic uh, live stream on um, Carter drive sessions that's a live stream thing that me and uh, I'll tell
0: you what let's talk about that let's play let's play another song and then we'll come back yeah. and talk about that. all right it's called making segments. We're <laughs> professionals here.
1: we are okay great
0: it's so good funny to know. You know, good other, to know the other day i was trying to schedule something and somebody said talk to your team and let me know when you're available <laughs> i'm just like my team <laughs> neil's my, team. Yeah. That's my whole team that's it that's but pretty right, much so, it so, so there's a couple of great drinking songs on the new record and this one is uh jameson on ice you know you like a little jameson i don't really drink much
1: of that stuff but you know sure hey i'm open to anything these days as i get older right why not
2: are you
0: are you irish paul are you just like irish whiskey
2: um, I actually didn't write the song. I'm not. Oh, okay. that's the other guy. Okay. Yeah, Pat, That's a uh, one that Pat wrote. He's a he's a big uh, whiskey guy. Me, not so much. I I normally just stick to, to beer. That well,
3: completely.
0: we have the we have the unusual uh, advantage of actually being able to see Paul. Usually, we can't see our guests, but because he's even more technically deficient than we are with his technology, we actually can see his can see his face. And he's not drinking, so luckily he can't see us, Neil, because I know I'm drinking. <laughs>
1: I sure am. Yes. You know I am. Yes. Keep, yes,
0: keeps us keeps us loose. Anyway, yeah. all right. So let's let's spin this. This is a real catchy tune. It's called "Jameson on Ice." Mm-hmm.
1: more nice than jameson on ice there you go that was uh, let me downs
0: from the, the album is, is
1: I, the album is called tacoma is for lovers as well right yes that's the yes. okay there you i'd go. much
0: rather listen to this song than actually drink jameson on ice it's just not my thing it's just <laughs> if i'm drinking if you see me taking jameson shots neil it's time for me to go home send me home
2: oh, yeah, that's that's how i am too it's like either I should go home or I should be going home real quick. So I'm about to
0: say or do something stupid pretty much <laughs> yeah. because if, if I'm taking shots, I'm already drunk on beer or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so you do, okay. So you, you kind of mentioned it. And I don't know if you're doing this out of your house or what, but you're doing something called the Carter drive session. So what is that?
2: Um, so when the, when the pandemic first started, like, uh, me and uh my roommates were all in. we're all in bands and we're like my the uh my friend Kristen, she was like why don't we just do a live stream so you know people can't go to shows or anything right now why don't we just do it from our house and we all thought it was a, a a you know a great idea and we started we started doing it like we we had a live stream from our house um every sunday and we did
0: them consecutively for over a year every sunday hmm. Hmm. wow so was it most so you it wasn't just you guys's bands so, i mean you must have opened it up you must have been bringing, inviting people over and stuff right you must well, have I, had
2: yeah. like like we had people we had people over like um authorities authority zero or you know jason and, and mike from authority zero had come on a couple times like we had some you know other you know, local bands come on we had it full bands we had just acoustic acts and uh we have we have a pretty big pretty decent sized house and a a big backyard that's done up pretty nice so like when it was uh when it was nice outside we would have bands out in the back we'd set up in the backyard um we also have a basement that's pretty much like a band jam room so we have uh bands down there we had a Bands in the garage, depending on like the size of the band and like how loud they were, were depending on where we were going to put them in the house. But yeah, we 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 had for the most part, um, we first started it like we we're getting all the getting everything in line and making sure you know, all the technical side of the stuff was done. Like Kristen's band, uh, Miles to Nowhere, um, they played the first couple ones and then we. You know, uh, my other friend and roommate's uh, band uh, Neato, they played a couple times, like uh, Let Me Downs came out, and uh, we did a Carter drive sessions, and we also did a live stream for uh, Punk Rock Saves Lives that same weekend, and mm-hmm. then we just kind of opened it up to, you know, whoever whoever felt comfortable enough to come over.
1: So how were you streaming it? Was it over Facebook or was it over YouTube or something? How do you do it? Uh,
2: we did it over. We did it on mul- We do it on multiple platforms. We did it on Facebook, uh, YouTube, and Twitch.
1: Oh, Twitch, okay.
0: But I know that. So yeah, go give that a follow. So are you still doing? Are you still doing that regularly, or is that now that the shows are coming back? You're kind of getting rid of that, or are oh, you still? Not, is that something you plan to continue?
2: We're still going to continue it. It's just not going to be every Sunday. It's probably going to be. Um, uh, Probably like once or twice a month, we're gonna we're gonna okay. do it, um, and we're kind of waiting until the weather cools back down again so we can have it outside because that's the the coolest place to have it. Um, but uh, Andy, we, we're kind of doing just on a, a, a Facebook uh, live right now. Um, one of the guys, uh, Andy, he does a show called See You Next Tuesday every Tuesday.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I get Very that. Fancy. See you next Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah.
2: what's that about? What's that about? It's just a it's it's just a, it's a shorter show where, you know, he brings on guests and they just talk about random bullshit and mm. they play a couple songs and talk about what's, you know, what's going on with um, his band, my band, Kristen's band and whoever is, you know, the musical guest on there. And they just, there's really no premise to it except play a couple songs and talk about random stuff.
0: Mm.
2: It's like a, it's, so, a, it's about a half an hour long.
0: So I follow that page. So that's Carter Drive Sessions. Look it up on Facebook, follow it, and you know, of course, Zuckerberg will tell you when it's when it's live. It'll flash you a little. It's a Carter Drive session is now live or when So yeah, check that out. Um, so we kind of we kind of glossed over it, Neil. But he he was sort of mentioning to us that they actually recorded the album. Like he recorded his parts in. In Arizona, and the rest of the band recorded their parts in Washington. Did you catch that? Yeah, it's it's so bizarre to me, isn't it? Isn't don't you find that strange, Neil? I don't know. Maybe you don't. I mean, no, no, with, not with have,
1: technology these days, really. No, I mean, I think a lot of people we've talked to. Over the last few months, I've, I've been doing that, right? They've just been recording their bit and then sending well, but it. But and... when you
0: like when you made your off the mark records, I mean, I mean, I'm sure you eventually you were probably isolated, but you probably did the drums live with the other instruments, right? And then overdubbed or something. Were you all just jamming in the studio? It's had to be the first time, I assume, you did something like this.
2: Oh, uh, this is definitely the first time I did anything like this. Like, this band is kind of a an anomaly compared to all the other bands I've been in. Like, so. We practiced the total of, I'd say, eight to ten times in the same room together, and then recorded a whole full-length record, you know, 1,500 miles apart. We didn't, we didn't play any live shows until this past Friday at our record release show, and like it's, it's just, it's all, this is all a new experience for me.
0: Do you, have a, do you have a home studio setup where you can do that, or do you have to go pay somebody per hour to record your parts at their studio? Uh,
2: I don't have a home studio, but uh, my friend Kristen, who is also uh, one of my partners in Carter Drive Sessions, she's a, a professional uh, uh, audio engineer, and she owns her own studio. So I recorded all my my stuff at her studio, uh, Underdog Studios in Mesa, Arizona. Okay. So, well, I mean... It was, it was pretty nice because like she would uh she would get me in the studio whenever she had some downtime and like, she, her, she's she's awesome she's a really good um sound engineer and, and mixing engineer so it, it's, she didn't she didn't let me slide on anything either just because we're friends she's like no you're you, you can do it better I know you can do it better do it again
0: do it again Ooh. do it do it again <laughs> That's not a good take. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool though. You know, you kind of need that sometimes because especially after your third or fourth take, you're just like, oh, it's fine. It's good enough, yeah. you know. And
2: he's like, oh no, oh no, it wasn't. Do it again.
0: <laughs> and usually, if they want you to do it again, it's because you are paying them by the hour, and they're like, ah, keep going. Oh, let's, I'll tell you what. You sent us a couple of. We, we talked about doing a song from your older band that was recorded in the more traditional sense. So we're gonna play, a, play at least one off the mark song here. Um which what's the what's the one you want what's the one you want to play we picked we picked two of them pick one maybe we'll to uh, the other one maybe we won't let,
2: let's do last flight
0: last flight what's the song about
2: um I didn't write well I co-wrote the music I didn't write the lyrics but um it's kind of the same premise as all of my other songs it's about a, a chick that leaves <laughs> Wow. <Gadget>. hmm
1: <laughs> okay so, you know, hey, so what kind? Of, what kind of time frame are we talking about? Off the mark? Where going? When? Early two thousands? What?
2: Um, we started in the very early. I want to say probably like two thousand four ish, maybe.
1: Okay. And still, kind of do your thing yeah, every once in a while. We,
2: yeah, we just we just put out a, a full length a couple of years ago. Hmm. So we've had we've have uh, two EPs out and a full length. And they're all on on, uh, YouTube and Spotify, I think, if anybody wants to check those out.
1: And is Last Flight off of one of those?
2: Um, Yeah, Last Flight was off of our uh, second EP. It's called Point of Reference.
1: Okay, cool. So this is uh, Off the Mark with Last Flight. Another sad song, uh, "Last Flight." <laughs> yeah. Now your daughter's gonna think I'm really emo. Off the mark. Yeah. All you need is a haircut, man. You need to grow a fringe, and then you'll be sad and go into the side. That'd Be good. <laughs> some,
0: yeah. some some uh, eyeliner and some yeah. <laughs> it's funny. I, can, I hear a dog going wild. Is that in your background there, Paul? Uh,
2: yeah, it's at my house. I, I have two dogs here, and they 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 don't bark when people just walk in the house, but if a leaf falls across
0: the street, they're on top of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because I live in the I live in this very suburban neighborhood too, and it's like time to podcast. Everybody in the neighborhood should be firing up their lawnmowers now, right? And uh, but yeah, so, so um, dang it, Neil, I had a question. I lost it. About off the lost mark, off the,
1: perhaps off the mark.
0: I lost it off the tip of my the tip of my tongue. No, I was going to ask if there's anything else you wanted to tell us about the let me downs, but I, I I don't remember what that. I had a question. Oh, I was I was going to say, is there anything else you want to you want to tell us about this? Tell us about this band, this record, or you want to talk about oh. like you know, record store day last Saturday.
2: <laughs> I, I did not make it to record store day last Saturday. Like, I st- I kind of almost stopped going because by the time I get there, there's nothing there I want, and it's all overpriced. And you know, there's some truth to that. I'm getting yeah.
0: sucked in though. I avoided it for years, but now I've been getting sucked in lately. Like
2: I, I used to go to every single one, and then it's just like it's a, a fight to you. That's like. You know, in Phoenix, the Phoenix area, there's probably about a dozen record stores, and some of them will be like, "Oh, well, there's a, the one record that you really want. We only sent like two of them to Phoenix. Good luck finding which record store it's at
1: yeah. before it yeah. does." <laughs> so, so, yeah, are, are of, you are you a vinyl? Uh, are you a vinyl guy, or did that whole vinyl uh, experience put you off completely? <laughs>
2: yeah, I'll put it so you can you can kind of see there.
1: Yeah, you go. Yeah,
2: I've got a couple.
1: Yeah. <laughs> But bad.
2: yeah, yeah. I've, got, I've, I've probably got about 500 records or so.
0: Wow. Did they move? Did they all move with you
2: and move back?
1: Oh yeah, that's a that's a hassle right there.
2: Yeah, that was a. Yes, they did. Like I, I didn't even unpack any of my stuff, so it was already packed.
0: I just had to put it back in the truck again.
1: Wow, this there did this did go badly. Holy shit!
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's it's funny because it's like uh, it's like that, uh, like that. Uh, you met your your. your wife at punk rock bowling so it's like it's like that uh, no effects song right you got two jealous agains where fat mike talks about uh like combining his record collection with his wife and then he had that song later about uh separating their record collections again who got what records in the divorce, <laughs> in the divorce. <laughs> you're probably better off they never came out of the boxes right yeah at least then you didn't lose any lose any. You you might have left your heart in Tacoma, but you didn't leave your records yeah, in Tacoma. Yeah, I did not leave my vinyl collection in Tacoma. That's a fact. You know, love comes and goes, but vinyls forever, right, you Neil? Know? Dude, tell yeah. me about it.
1: Listen, listen. If you if you think that was bad, try moving your vinyl collection across the Atlantic from England to oh. the States. That was a that was a blast. Yeah. I <laughs> yeah.
2: I'm surprised, th- did any? Did they all make it okay?
1: It took me, It took actually, it probably took me about three years and about four trips before I could, uh, I sent some stuff, carried some stuff. Yeah, it was, uh, right. that was that. Uh, luckily, I have a lot of seven inches, so the seven inches weren't so bad, but the albums are a are drag.
0: Does, yeah. does, does Punk Rock Bowling have a big, like, uh, record fair? Like, as you say, you're a Punk Rock Bowling veteran, obviously. Do they have a big record fair like Rebellion does? Oh, Am I going to buy a bunch of stuff?
2: You're definitely going to buy a bunch of stuff and, like, a lot of times, like you know, Fat will be a, have a tent up there. Like you know, there's a L- epitaph. There'll be a bunch of labels that you know merch tents up there, and a lot of times it'll be like vinyl that you can't find. Like it'll mm-hmm. be like you know, the Fat Store edition stuff, and they'll have it there. It'll be or it'll be a variant that's just at Punk Rock Bowling. Oh, so bastard. yeah, bring bring. <laughs> Bring bring your wallet with you. Like every well, time I I'm, go there, I'm like, I'm not going to buy anything this year. I'm not going to buy anything this year. But then I end up spending, you know, two, three, four hundred dollars on records and band merch.
0: And I'll have to send it <laughs> back too because you, it's such a pain to fly. I fly these discount airlines. You know, it's not like I can even bring the stuff yes. back with me. I'm going to have to box it up and send it. Yeah, like, the, l-
2: luckily for me, you know, Phoenix is only, like, a, a five-and-a-half-hour drive, so I don't have that I can pack up my car with whatever I
0: want. <laughs> there, <laughs> there you go, go well, Tom. It,
1: you, can, you can just give all your records over to, uh, over to Paul here, and he'll be happy to, <laughs> yeah, <that's> to, <laughs> <great> <laughs> to box it well, up you for know, you. The,
0: the thing is, my wife will be there to, like, keep me in check most of the time, but she's not coming to the actual festival grounds, Neil, so you're going to have to... You're you're my you're in my worst nightmare. You're going to push me. Oh, you're not going to buy that? Oh, dude, you're never going to see that again. Oh, you better buy, <laughs> just to make me feel better about your spending. You're going to try to get me to go bankrupt.
1: Well, yeah, I guess it probably won't be as bad for me as it would be if I, if I was at Rebellion. I think Rebellion I'd pretty much fucking spend all my savings, I think.
0: Looking <laughs> yeah, you it. We'll see. We'll see what happens. All right. What else what else you want? You got, you got any other questions for Paul? I would say I, I, I think we should play we – we're going to play more off-the-mark songs. But you know what? Since we pretty much mostly pl- talked about Let Me Downs, maybe we should pick another Let Me Down song. But anyway, well, I was going to say, Neil, usually when I try to wrap it up, then that's when all your questions come out. So. Well, was,
1: well, I was going to ask, Paul, Paul don't you want to – okay, so where can people find the Let Me Down stuff to order? Because you got that yeah. album that's just come out. Uh-huh. I, I see there's a red and black uh, – Oh, see, you're good at promoting
0: one. stuff, Neil. See, I suck at that. Yeah, see? see, That's why, yeah, that's why so I keep them around. Have a, we have
2: a – we did a – we did two different variants of the record. Um, one of them is trans red with black splatter, and that's available yeah, that's a
0: cool record.
2: online uh, only. So if you go to uh, chaosmerch.com forward slash let me downs, that's where all of our merch is. You can pick up, you know, the record there, um, all of our other miscellaneous shirts, hoodies, you know, bottle openers. That's coos-
0: chaos with a K, right? Yes. chaos
2: with a K, and. Yes. Um, they also have a, a bunch of other a bunch of other cool stuff up there, so just check out the site and all the other bands that are on there, and you know all the other merch. Uh, you know, I don't know if you ever heard of them, but uh, she's a good friend of mine, uh, Gabby. She plays in a band called the Venomous Pink's. I've heard of them. Yeah, she uh, she owns that merch company, so okay. that's uh, she's got a bunch of cool stuff up there too.
0: Um, she also does. So they like printed your jackets. They like printed the jackets, your records, and your t-shirts and stuff. Uh,
2: Oh no, they they just did like our, our our like T-shirts and merch and stuff like that. The the vinyl company did all the jackets. Oh, and they all did.
0: The okay, okay. There.
2: And uh, like she's just uh, we're selling them off of her her website. That's our official merch store. But um, come to see us at a show. We have a different vinyl variant. It's good. It's black with a uh, white splatter. Mm. And uh, like I said, you can only get those on shows and tour dates. So they're going to be a little harder to get. Um, but yeah, all that stuff's up on there, and if you're in the uh, Washington area, we are playing um, El Corazon August 14th with Agent Orange, and oh, nice. then we'll be back in, um, in September, September 4th, we'll be back in Arizona, we're playing um, my good friend Kristen's band, Miles to Nowhere, we're playing their um, record release show, at Pub Rock Live in Scottsdale, and then our next show is actually going to be our first like hometown Tacoma show. So we're going to be back up there October 29th at Jazz Bones playing with a DOA. Oh wow, very
0: cool! Got some cool gigs lined up, huh?
2: Yeah. Well,
1: so so, so those, uh, those are our next four shows. I mean, apart from the obvious heartbreak and stuff, did you enjoy Tacoma? Did you enjoy living there? Because I've heard a lot of people rave about living in Washington and and Oregon and oh. stuff.
0: Well, Where's Tacoma geographically? It's in Washington it's right, it's right underneath Seattle. Okay, so it's on the ocean. okay.
2: Yeah, it's right on the ocean. Um, I mean it was it reminded I'm originally from Massachusetts and it reminded me a lot of Massachusetts. It's you know hmm. overcast rain
1: <laughs> so i'm getting a if, no out of that one then i'm getting a big no so
2: how much so you didn't have enough time to really adjust to it like sure. coming from phoenix where it's 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 sunny you know 350 days out of the year yeah and going up there where it, it pretty much rained every single day i was like oh, i don't i don't know if i like this and then all of a sudden like overnight it got cold like I remember, I woke up to go to work one morning, and I was like, scrape. I was scraping ice off my windows with like a credit card because I didn't have an ice scraper. I was like, <laughs> I, get, I get in my car, and my car beeps, telling me it's too cold out. I'm like, yeah, I know. You don't have to tell me. It's 17 degrees <laughs> out.
0: <laughs> so when did you move to when'd you move to the desert then? If you're from Massachusetts originally.
2: Um, I joined the Air Force. And oh okay. They came out here. And I ended up, I ended up just staying after my enlistment was up.
0: That's actually sort of interesting, you know, because it's like you're kind of the last, age-wise. Like when we were growing up, a lot of punks were still in the military. Uh, you don't, see, I don't think you see that anymore.
2: Not too much, I don't think. Like, I like I did six years, and after, like, I was, I was, I was pretty much ready, like to right go. out,
0: of, like right out of high school.
2: Um, I joined a year after a year after high school, so I was uh, I was in the Air Force from the time I was 19 till 25. Hmm. And I, I loved it out here, like, because I lived in like a small small town in Massachusetts where you had to you know you had to drive to go to a record store that wasn't a Sam Goody or something like that that actually had decent
3: mm-hmm.
2: that just wasn't mainstream stuff. Like, I remember I drove I drove like a uh, over an hour just so I could buy a lag wagon hoss. <laughs>
3: hmm.
2: And so it's pretty much you had to either drive or order order your your you know your punk rock stuff out of a uh, the 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 little mail orders in the like Thrasher magazine and stuff.
0: Yeah, I I, I grew up in rural Wisconsin. I totally I totally can relate to that. It like record clubs kept me sane when I was young. Not that yeah. they really had anything good, but that was like my delivery to my house that. Sort of kept and, me, and then like you,
2: then for for like show wise, you had to drive almost to Boston, like you at least to Worcester, Boston, and like uh, New York City or Albany, like you, you, and those are all hours away. So when you're a kid, right? Good luck, like try. You know, I talked I talked my parents into you know bringing me to a couple couple shows, but she's like, all right, I'll bring you and your friend, but their parents are picking you up. Yeah. <laughs> so, so going to shows was was few and far between for for us there
1: yeah and, and you've mentioned authority zero a couple times so you good good friends with those guys
2: um yeah like uh one of my old bands other bands uh lightspeed go we play we played a couple shows with them um you know i'm, I'm really good friends with uh pretty much all of them um their drummer chris Daly i was in his wedding <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I'm good friends with them, and they're at you know they're at our house a lot, and um, you know I see them out out and about, you know out at the bars drinking and stuff. So yeah, we're, we're we're good we're good buddies.
1: Now would would JFA from around your way or not?
2: Uh yeah, JFA JFA is from from the Phoenix area too.
0: Excellent. So do right. they they still kick around once in a while?
2: Every once in a while, like um, they played. Like they have a like a skater con fest here, and they they played that before. But uh, besides that, like they're they're not. I think I have lived out here for uh, twenty years, and I I've, I've seen JFA like once. Oh wow!
0: Hmm. Hmm. They seem like a punk rock bowling band, the kind of thing they roll back together to play a show up at punk yeah, rock they, bowling.
2: Yeah, they, they should. You hear that JFA go play punk rock bowling? Yeah.
0: Well, I see they, they got M I like M I A playing this year, and yeah. I didn't get tickets. They're playing a club show. But uh, that one, like to me, with that—that's those are the cool. Those little bands like that are the ones that I get totally geeky about seeing. Yeah, because you might
1: never get another chance for sure. Yeah, pretty much.
0: It yeah. wasn't, wasn't meant to be, you know. Wasn't like, meant I'm to be. I'm pretty stoked to see the Suicide Machines this year. So see, the, so they're from Detroit. They play. See, I'm 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 not in the Detroit area, but I've seen them a bunch of times. Um, I've interviewed Jay actually. Jay's a super cool guy. But, yeah. Neither neither Neil or I really like Scott very much, but Jay I think is. <laughs> we're gonna,
2: like I only saw I only saw them once, and it was at the '97 warp Tour.
0: Wow, yeah.
2: So I'm pretty I'm pretty stoked to see them, and like uh, and my other, um, I'm friends with the dudes and strung out too, so that's it'll be cool that they're playing that show. And then like the so, other the other show I got club show I got tickets for was uh um
0: teenage bottle rocket.
1: Okay. Just yeah, saw, just saw them two weeks ago in Florida.
0: Um, so the nice. the reason we. The reason I didn't jump on it, I was actually at a wedding Saturday when they went on sale, and I was sitting there trying to watch it, watch the tickets sell out, but I have two issues. A, I'm going with my wife, and I'm already leaving her alone most all of the day. Right. And I, I'm going with an older British friend who can't see up past 9 o'clock at night. So I uh, I wasn't sure.
1: If <laughs> yeah, I'm in fucking bed by 10, but I might be up at 3 in the morning so I could go and see the last band after I've woken up already.
0: Well, I get up at 3 <laughs> in the morning to pee, but you don't hear me bragging.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's funny because uh, I'm actually going with uh, Pat, the guitar player, for Let Me Downs. And it's his first time going to punk rock bowling. I was like, oh, you you better get your sleep in be- like before – we go because you're not getting much after that for for at least four days like because like i could do um, four
0: days i could do four me, days
2: yeah me and me and punk rock bowling is pretty much like straight up like party time i wake up go to the pool parties go to the festival go to the club shows take a nap for like an hour and do it all
0: again there you go
1: mm, yeah i won't be doing that
0: <laughs> neil's room is going to be like caligula's palace he's got his <laughs> giant room by himself it's going to so. be party central over there <laughs> We're going to set up our live studio and just, you know, drag and, musicians in there to yeah. talk to us. Yeah. So well, are, we,
1: are, we, are, we, are we going to play another song? I'll tell you what. The one song, I I actually really liked the first song off the album. Could we play that?
2: I don't know why not. Uh, delayed Departure? Yeah, Delayed well, like... Departure. Yes.
1: Now, does that one have a sad story behind it? I'm assuming maybe it does. Oh.
2: Yes, it does.
1: Oh shit! Sorry. <laughs> surprise!
2: Surprise! It goes along with the rest of the story, but that it's not about my ex-wife. It's about this other girl, and she was actually from like from Wisconsin. Like I, I met her when she was living in Arizona, and I was living right like I met her like right when I moved to LA, and then like we kind of dated like back and forth from Arizona to LA, which isn't that bad. It's like a five-hour drive or like a forty-five-minute flight. So we did that for a while. Then she ended up going back to Wisconsin, and then that was pretty much the end of that.
1: Dude, I think maybe I think you when would you and women take a break for a while. <laughs> I'm
2: just saying. Yeah, yeah right. I, I, my, my track record with girls and all that. Great. <laughs>
0: well, it's, it's it's funny because what I will say about the emo thing is, I, I definitely I'm tool for that. I never got into the emo stuff at all. Um, I mean, you know, maybe I could listen to the odd Get Up Kids song or something, but I'm just not an emo guy at all. And I definitely hear, when I listen to, the, I like this Let Me Downs record a lot, and I hear more the definitely the classic, you know, I hear a lot of face-to-face. I hear, face-to-face to me is the big one I hear because the, the way your bass lines kind of roll along.
2: Oh, I got I, I, that's a compliment.
0: Scott's one of my favorite bass players. It's very, very active bass lines, you know yeah, what I mean? The, not just, the rhythm not, section is hot as hell. I mean, the
1: the, the drummer yeah. is fantastic, too. I have to say that. The drummer was really outstanding.
0: Well, wait till you see his mustache before you make that final conclusion, Neil. You <laughs> might he, not he be comfortable. Play drums with him. a mustache? Is that what he's yes. doing? You might not be comfortable making that endorsement after you see him, but no, it's... it's, it's but no, what I was gonna say is I am not an emo fan, so don't let that tag scare you from checking this record out. So no, it's just
2: like to me, like listen to like most of the descendant songs, they're all about girls, they're not an emo band at all.
0: That's true. Hmm. That's true. Those guys were those guys were getting dumped almost as much as, you know, <laughs> as much yeah. as i as now <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say it but i've i pulled back oh, just all right so, uh, let's, so, so yeah we, so this is another sad we, song <laughs> should we wrap it up should we wrap it up with that
1: deal should we leave with that song okay um okay well in that case we will we'll play out with that so again you can get the album people from chaosmerch.com slash let me downs um and that's chaos k-a-o-s merch.com yeah. slash let me downs and the uh the black and Red variants...
0: let me downs are on Facebook. Yeah. Um I don't so, do any other social media but I'm oh sure and on it, that you too. Could,
2: if you haven't already go to uh YouTube, check out our video for Tacoma's for lovers. Yeah it's good. Hit like it, subscribe. We don't get paid until we get like a bajillion fucking subscribers, so <laughs>
1: And they, and they have paid. like a bunch of T-shirts on their website too. They have like five or six different T-shirts. I'm Pretty
0: t-shirts. sure the odds of getting paid for that video are only slightly better than you know making records for other people. But they, you know <laughs> what? What do I know for sure? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, true enough. But all right, so we're gonna play. We're gonna play out on Neil's favorite, delayed departure. Thank, thanks for coming to talk to us, Paul. Man, best of luck to you and Quite, the uh, for sure and the you new bet. record. And now uh, I can't wait to. Thank you, Neil, for for having me out. Oh
1: no worries, you man. Bet. No worries. Looking forward to meeting you at the Punker maybe. Exactly. We'll
0: Wait, Neil, we have quite a guest list of people we have to have a beer with at Punk Rock Bowl. I think we're going to have to – it's going to be like keeping track of your ten bands, but We're going to have to like yeah. have a notebook where we write down all the people we're going to have Good. to get a hold of. But.
2: We're going to have to have our, our, our own club show as the meet-and-greet for the, the,
0: the podcast. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, we're I'm, actually I'm, doing, I think we're, we're actually planning that for Indianapolis when we're all going down to see Sloppy Seconds. We're actually going to have a Punk Till I Die meet up. Okay, I mean It might only yeah. be like – might only be like eight people, but still, it could be
1: fun. <laughs> yeah, it'll it be, be good. It'll but be good.
0: Eight people, that's still like 100 beers, right? Exactly. exactly. It, it should be eight people buying us beers for all the free entertainment we've given them, right, Neil? <laughs> right? Pretty much.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree.
0: But anyway, yeah, thanks a lot, Paul, and best of luck to you, man. We'll catch thanks. up We'll catch up later down yeah. the line. Yes, yeah, sir. looking
1: forward to seeing you in a couple of months, maybe. Yeah, that'll be cool. So, uh, yeah, so stay free, everybody, and uh, you know, keep a little mark in your heart and all that. Do it, Tom. This is a, yeah,
0: we'll smell you later. This is uh, I can't, I, my, de- my time talking, This delayed is delayed
1: departure. departure. Bye-bye, everybody.
0: You